0: Committee fouls this half. Up ahead, Wentz no one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State
1: is headed to Minneapolis. I tell you,
0: Tom Izzo's won so many big games in his career, including a championship. But this has got to be right up there with the biggest.
2: And that is how the Final Four was set up. Hello, everyone. Welcome to X106 Friday. Take back from our spring break. I'm also, holding Nolan Brooks with you for the next hour or so. And the Final Four is set, and we have ourselves some very interesting matchups heading into this weekend. As we have number two Michigan State going up against number three Texas Tech and Virginia going up against Auburn and we will get you to where everything fell into place and we will begin with quite possibly the upset of the year as Auburn beat North Carolina in the Sweet 16 to get to the finals of the Midwest region.
1: Uh, that, that was a very impressive game. Um, if there was going to be any team that surprised anybody, it was going to be Auburn. Auburn. Um, they they shot the three ball pretty well throughout the year, um, but that was also, they were kind of a 50-50 shot on how well they would do. If they shoot the three ball well, uh, it's hard to beat them. If they are shooting badly, then you can beat them. And they played about in the middle all year long, but man, catching fire in the tournament. I, I mean, beating number one C Carolina by 17 and making it look easy. Um, I, I don't I don't think there's any other team in the tournament that could honestly do that. Um, you know, the matchups in every other game were about even almost near top to bottom. Um, so, congrats to Auburn. I mean, this is cool for them. First time in school history, or is it?
2: First time in school history, yeah. First time
1: in school history that they're in this. So, uh, very, very cool for them.
2: Then the next upset would be Texas Tech over Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, um, I had Texas Tech going pretty far in my brackets. Um, I really like this team all year long. Um, I mean, I know Gonzaga was really good all year. That wasn't a surprise. But um, Texas Tech last year was kind of right on the cusp. You know, they made the Elite Eight um, this year. You know, now they're in the Final Four looking to go the big dance. So um, I think they got the right weapons to honestly win a national title if they play the right way.
2: And let's go over some other upsets that happened, mainly during the first round. As Kansas State lost to UC Irvine by six,
1: um, I actually had UC Irvine in all my brackets. That was one of my upsets that I picked um, was UC Irvine to beat K State, um, knowing that uh, Dean Wade was out.
2: Yeah, and the whole coaching scandal and
1: that kind of yeah. threw them off. So I mean, it would have it. It was smart to take UC Irvine, and I'm glad I did. Helped out my bracket in the long run, um, but yeah, UC Irvine played a good game.
2: And how far has Villanova fallen since last year? Uh, they quite lost a bit. In the first round, just lost in the second round of Purdue. Um, I I don't
1: I don't want to say they like crashed and burned mightily, but they definitely dropped down a tier. You know, they they were the defending champions, and everybody kind of had their eye on them this year you know see what they see what they could do um they've been dominant the past couple years in the tournament and winning national titles so i think it was interesting to see how far they've dropped off since losing a couple key pieces and archie diacono and a couple of those guys i mean you really did not realize what their impact was until they were gone Mm -hmm. um so i think villanova is going to take it with a grain of salt and I'm sure their recruiting's not too bad, so they'll they'll get some good players in there and and make it interesting next year.
2: Speaking of falling off, Kansas.
1: Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that didn't surprise me honestly. Um,
2: they the, lost to Auburn by fourteen.
1: Yeah, that didn't surprise me. Um, you know, I, like I already said with Auburn, if they're on and they're shooting the three ball well, it's hard to beat them. And in that game, they, they could not miss. Um, KU's defense couldn't run. Was
2: that the problem all year with Kansas, just they couldn't stop anyone?
1: Yeah, I think so. They, um, I I know the whole ideal of, like, freshman is a problem, but I think the freshman played at a pretty good level. Um, yeah, there's they, they could have played a little bit better, but in your first year um, there might have been a little bit of jitters going into the tournament, so... Um, I don't know, I, I wouldn't attest the entire thing to Jitters because they their defense wasn't very good all year. So it kind of it bit him in the butt finally, and Auburn ran away with it. And Michigan State beating Duke. That was a surprise, honestly. I, I knew Michigan State was good enough to pull it off, but in the tournament, I would have thought Duke would run through every team they played, and they cut it close. Exactly. They've cut it close three games in a row, um, and finally they were on the losing end. Um, I don't know. I I was kind of disappointed with how R.J. Barrett played in the tournament. I mean, highly touted number one re- recruit in the country, and, man, he, he just he didn't live up to the expectations. I, I'm not saying he's not good and he's not going to go high in the draft, but he just did not play to expectation.
2: How good was Oregon this tournament?
1: They honestly – they were – that was another team that I was really, really surprised by. Um, and they gave Virginia a run for their money. Mm-hmm. I mean, the I, I would think comparable, like team-wise, um, when Dylan Brooks was there and they beat KU to go into the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's kind of comparable with those two teams, with this year and that year with Dylan Brooks, was they, they have a lot of size. They got uh, good defensive guys down low to uh, – Um, eliminate drive to the buckets Um, and then they got three point shooters Um, and they played great I I was really surprised um, that they manhandled Wisconsin the way that they did Um, they really ran through everybody up until you meet up with the number one seed in your region so I still think they play really good though
2: all the ones all the twos and all the threes made the sweet 16 how surprised of you were that that's only happened once before
1: I honestly, this was the year I, I talked to a bunch of people about it. This was the only year where you could honestly have full confidence that all of them could make it this that far. Mm-hmm. You know, they last year you had those one seed with UMBC beating Virginia. You're kind of like, oh wow, you know it, it's possible. Um, but this year, yeah, it did not surprise me. I was like, you know what? I think every I could see every one, two, three, and four cruising through their first couple rounds. Now, Duke didn't cruise, but they didn't make it.
2: It was more than that. Yeah. They basically drove on gravel road.
1: Basically, yeah. So, Um, um, no surprise that all of them made it, though. I think this was a year where you could have full confidence that they would make it that far.
2: Two games tomorrow night. The first one will be Virginia and Auburn at 5 o'clock.
1: I Honestly, I would take Auburn. I would. I I know Virginia's really good and I love Virginia's um, they lost their offense. Best player to yeah. the injury. So I I just
2: you still taking them though.
1: No, I'm taking Auburn. I would take Auburn.
2: Auburn lost their best player to injury.
1: Yeah, I would take Auburn.
2: Okay.
1: I think Auburn's got I think they've got they still got enough weapons. I know they did lose their, their best player, but I think they could still shoot. If they shoot the three ball well, I think they it won't be a runaway game like the past one against Carolina, but um, or the past one against Carolina and then against Kentucky, but it'll be a close game. I think they could pull it out.
2: And then Michigan State Texas Tech.
1: That that's probably going to be the game I w- want to watch the most um, out of these two. Um, they they play. I wouldn't say completely. Like the same, but they're similar play styles. They spread out the floor a little bit, while we'll to drive to the bucket.
2: Texas is a three-point shooting team from hell.
1: Yeah, and but just like they, they spread the floor out really well. Both teams do. Um, their post presence is good um, enough, but um, I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have really good defenses, so it's going to be low-scoring for quite a while maybe not as long as it was in tech's last game where it was you know 11 to 10 with like 12 minutes into the game but um i think it'll it'll be a close game um
2: i could see tech pulling it out um so you would have texas tech and auburn in the national championship game how where do you think that might go from there
1: if it's Tech and Auburn in the national title game, I would take Tech. Um, I could see Tech's defense shutting down the three-point shooting weapons of Auburn and not allowing them to get that many open looks. Um, and I really think that's where Tech kind of overpowers teams as they eliminate your high scores um, and they make sure that they don't affect the game at all. And then they attack you and get you in foul trouble. So I think, I think if it was Tech and Auburn, Tech would pull it out and shut Auburn down.
2: What was the surprise
1: of the tournament for you? Surprise of the tournament, um, <laughs> probably, probably Purdue. Honestly, I, I I thought Purdue I thought Purdue would get beat by. Um, tennessee maybe um i even i think i even had them getting beat by villanova villanova pulling an upset and beating them um clearly that didn't happen by a long shot but Mm -hmm. um purdue was probably my biggest surprise of the tournament i thought they they probably surprised a lot of people i mean they they're a good team and hopefully they can uh reload um i know they're gonna lose a couple guys to the draft but uh hopefully they'll reload and do it again
2: and we are also going to talk about the, if I can find it here, having some technical difficulties with the computer here, uh, the Northwest Missouri State Aircats undefeated, unprecedented national champions again.
1: Um, this national title was more impressive than the one in 2016, honestly. This was supposed to be the rebuilding year with freshmen on the team. And we they they went undefeated. So I think I think they proved a lot of people wrong, and they they played great. Um It was really fun to watch them all year. They played great. Enjoy what this is a wizard.
0: Hard to come back against his Bearcats teams
2: since they used so much clock. Good defensive play by Rodriguez. A scramble for it. Shot clocks at two.
0: Winters deep. three.
2: What? That, that, for those of you who know, so didn't watch the broadcast, loose ball, he picks up, a second left on the shot clock, and he just throws it. Just throws it up, prays, and it goes in off the backboard.
1: Well, I'm sure he called bank, Austin. I mean. <laughs> you
2: can't call bank with a second left on <laughs> the
1: clock. I mean, hey, if he's making shots like that, you knew that they had the game locked down. Um, it's <laughs> throwing up prayer shots like that and then banking it in that, you really can't you, – you, you can't guard that, honestly. I mean, but uh, you, you can't – I don't know what you could even do to be like, oh, well, we could have done this on that play. He just threw it up. So, I mean, it was a great play. It was fun to watch it live on TV. I was like, wow, 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 wow.
2: And so. then it came.
0: 64-58,
1: Second shot, in and out, rebound point, Loma, and this one is over, perfection for Northwest Missouri State as the confetti shoots forth here at the Ford Center, Northwest Missouri State undefeated.
2: That was the call from Westwood One as they had the national broadcast of the game, is this a shock to you? That because this was supposed to be the quote-unquote rebuilding year. That's what everyone
1: said. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it was a total shock. Maybe going undefeated, yes. Yes. I I think what a lot of people thought was maybe lose three or four. You know, right? Missouri Southern is a really, yeah. really good team. So, honestly, that was where I, you could have – Said that they would lose there, maybe on the road to Washburn because Washburn was top of the conference. But they handled the national champions for yeah. last year easily. They they proved everybody. I think I think in those first couple of games against Northern and um, Fair State, seeing that they, they look
2: sloppy. Yeah, the, they the, look the, yeah. they look sloppy at the beginning of the year. The first four games, you were like, oh, this is the team, mm-hmm. and then they got in the groove and it was just. Yeah move sailing. I,
1: I think, I think it was a different team from twenty sixteen. With twenty sixteen, it was so oh, based sure. around Justin Pitts. Well, we got this team for three more years. I know, that's scary. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't. Everyone. It's gonna be fun, um, but I, the difference between this team and twenty sixteen, there is four guys that are scoring double digits every night. You, I mean that that is a complete team and it's it's really hard to find another team like this in D2 that had four guys consistently producing at this level every single night. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a huge difference between this year's title team and 2016 because in 2016 it was all Justin Pitts. Yeah. And, you know, honestly if Justin Pitts wasn't out last year, I – have full confidence we'd be that'd be our 3 Pete, honestly so but hey can't talk about maybes and almost so
2: it's all good how good has Ben McComb like he we when he was hired no one knew him and now he's the best coach possibly in the NCAA
1: I I really think I hope he doesn't leave honestly why would he I okay, but I'm so scared that that he could get a call from D1 and move up and coach there. But he, if if he, I he was he him, he
2: knows he's not going to win a title yeah. when Chashewski, Bayheim, and all of those
1: guys are still there. So what I that, see that that's what I that's where I agree with you. I think it's I think it would be smarter for him to stay in D2, dominate, continue to dominate. I mm-hmm. mean. Why? Why would you? Why? Why fix what isn't broken? Mm-hmm. So, I want him to stay. I think. I think he's developed a culture here. I know it took him a little bit, but not every coach goes out and you know makes it this far in their first couple of years. Hell, even in their first ten years. So, I, I'm really. I. I think yes, he is one of the best coaches in college basketball right now.
2: That is it for Tournament Talk as we probably run you guys out of listening to this. Uh, let's get to the first week of Major League Baseball. Um, that has started up, and yeah, uh, not much of a surprise so far with standings-wise. Um, Baltimore's 4-3. That's in- interesting, and Boston's 2-6. Yeah,
1: I, I I know it's early, but... Yeesh, two and six for the defending champs. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. There's a a lot of baseball left, a real whole lot of baseball. So we'll see if they turn it around. But two and six, yeah. That that's that's my biggest surprise. Honestly, is two and six for defending champs. But hey. Uh, where early season
2: impressions? Because Seattle's seven and one. And Tampa Bay is five and two in early in their divisions.
1: I, I see Seattle lasting longer than Tampa Bay. Honestly, um, Seattle had a good season last year. Um, they were they made the playoffs. Um, so I I think Seattle will last longer, top of the standings than Tampa Bay would. Um, I could see. I mean, the Orioles and the Rays are about even on record. Uh, Yankees aren't far behind. So. I don't know Well, it's it's really really early but um I mean if the Rays hold on the Rays hold on that'd be a surprise I would enjoy that seeing Tampa Bay stay atop at the, the division
2: and on the National League side of standings how good does Philadelphia look so far
1: That's um <laughs> uh, Philadelphia looks great um I think this is what this is the kind of production he um he wanted out of out of this team by going to Philly, um, undefeated at home. So I think he's, I think he's realized that maybe this uh, 13-year contract or this 12-year contract isn't so bad after all. So um, I don't know. We'll we'll see how they do the rest of the year. There's there's still a bunch of baseball to go. Um, but they're doing good right now. Um, with I don't want to,
2: like, go off on anything. Um, the Cardinals are three and three. They don't. I mean, you know, I'm not anyone. Probably in this entire uh, sports um, department, um, how they looked.
1: I think. I think they're at about the level I expected. Honestly, um, I don't know. I. I. I really like Jose Martinez. I think he's. I think he's good in the rotation. Um I'm curious as to when they're going to start going after some more weapons to start hitting a little bit better. Um it's I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of I know they're playing 500 baseball right now, but it's it's hard to tell what direction they could go in. Um if, you know, if the pitching rotation works together and they they score more runs, obviously they I think they could Make a run in the in the Central Division, um, but uh, it's gonna be hard to catch up to Milwaukee at six and one already. So um, that they'd have a lot of catching up to do at this point.
2: How are you liking the uh, addition of uh, the former slugger from Arizona? His name escapes me in my head.
1: Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, Goldschmidt. I thought that was a decent pickup. A little more, actually better than decent. I thought that was a really, really smart move to go out and get somebody that hits better, but now you need a few more. Um, you know, one guy can't score all your runs, um, so I, I think they need to get a, acquire a few more weapons, like I said, um, but I I think he's he's going to do good for uh, St. Louis, and uh, he, he'll be their guy for a few years, and, and they signed him to an extension, so keep them around. Uh the Royals
2: offense looks great, the defense looks great, the bullpen does not.
1: No that doesn't surprise me. Um our bull their our their bullpen dropped off. Yeah. Their bullpen dropped off mightily. Um and I think that was expected after Wade Davis left, uh Kelvin Herrera is gone. I I really that wasn't a surprise. So I I know Danny Duffy's good, but Danny Duffy is not like a Clayton Kershaw level, Mm-mm. not even close. So um, I don't know. the The Royals got some young guns down in uh, the farm system that are supposed to be pretty good. Brady Singer, so he's up. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs>
2: uh, again, it's, it's only one weekend. Once yep. again, um, we're it's early. Just speculating out of eight games out of one sixty-three. Sewing, yeah. What we say here probably doesn't matter,
1: yeah. <laughs> probably not. Just out there. They're not paying me, so that's all good. They're not paying us.
2: <laughs> you think we do it? We, I mean, we would do this for free since we're doing it right now, but oh, yeah. I mean, we could. we're it's a learning experience, yes. That's what yes. we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, we have our good friends from Good Old Wrestling as Jonathan Biden will stop by. And we'll talk about the historical significance of this Sunday's WrestleMania. That's right here on X-106 Friday Take. LX is provided by... I don't care who I have to beat. I am reclaiming everything
0: they have tried to take from me.
1: Undeserving?
2: I'm about to show you how deserving I am.
1: To embarrass and humiliate Charlotte and Becky on the grandest stage of them all. For the first time in 35 years, our women will be the main event of WrestleMania. It's winner take all! WrestleMania.
2: And back here on X106 Friday, take Austin Hall, and we are joined by Jonathan Bidem, the host of Good Old Wrestling. You can listen to him every Monday, I believe, at 5 o'clock?
0: Uh, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock, yeah, yeah. It is
2: earlier this year on X106. Yep. A little corporate synergy going on with the sports department. And,
0: oh, well, it's sports. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Sports <laughs> entertainment.
2: Um, Yeah, Um, as you heard in that promo package, uh, WrestleMania is this Sunday. And we figured we'd get together, spend a couple minutes to talk about it. And the big one is for the first time in Mania history, women are
0: main eventing the show. I don't think people realize how important this match is. This is a very... Because you have three of the most controversial and important women in the history of WWE. When Becky Lynch, who has one of the most... She's had one of the biggest pushes. She's one of the most over over women we've ever seen. Charlotte Flair, one of the most talented women we've ever seen. And and now she's an eight-time women's champion, and then you have Ronda Rousey, quickly becoming one of the most dominant women we've ever seen in the WWE. All coming together to clash for both of the ti- both of the major women's titles. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's it's going to be an incredible match to see.
2: Uh, we should specify that they're not unifying the titles; um, they're just giving both titles to the winner. Yeah. Runner. Yeah. Um, Again, first time in 35 years, uh, a generation of women are going to watch this match, and they're going to be mesmerized by it this Sunday. Um, this is up there with Hogan, Andre, WrestleMania 3, um, Super Mega Powers Collide, Hogan, and Macho Man. Um, um, the first taker, Michaels. Th- yeah. This is, this is up there.
0: Triple H, John and Randy Orton, WrestleMania 24. Yeah. Like... It's up there with those type of elite matches, and they're not going to disappoint. I already know they're. Oh
2: n- no 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 no! It's triple threat rules. No yeah. e- key, no count. No. They are likes. going. They're going. They're going to kill, e- kill <laughs> each other. They're going to kill each other <laughs> with with, the, with the angles they've been doing. And I'm a wrestling fan, just so you know. If you yeah. follow my Twitter at all, um, they're they're killing each other. Rhonda is telling Becky, "Hit me as hard as you can with this with the crutches. She got cut open." Um.
0: Elimination chamber. Somebody's gonna get thrown off of something, and it's gonna be great.
2: Ronda's gotta jump off something.
0: Yeah, Ronda's gonna jump off something. Char- Charlotte's gonna do a backflip off of something. Like it's like gonna
2: destroy Charlotte's lungs again.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> be prepared for a slaughter fest there, there, on Sunday. It's gonna, going. There's to be, gonna be blood. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. Um. Again, historical
2: significance. They are building this up as they should. Um. Many twists, turns along the way but we're here two days away. It's going to happen. Um, it, it, this this match will determine if we are witnessing the greatest rookie year in professional wrestling history.
0: With Ronda? I am wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. She, If she wins this match, yeah, that's definitely going to be the greatest rookie year. <laughs> well, she year. doesn't
2: even have to win. She just has to put on a fantastic performance yeah. because no one in the rookie year has seen themselves elevate like her and now she's main eventing Wrestlemania yeah I don't like, think
0: I don't think I've ever seen anybody develop as quickly as Ronda like she, I didn't think when she left the UFC and said she was declaring for the WWE I didn't think she I was, was gonna
2: the, I was in that seat last year I was nervous
0: yeah I was nervous too I was like is she really gonna be out here and do this or is she gonna just go out there and like constantly injure people she, she has given Nia
2: Jax way two good matches she on the main roster yeah that's incredible
0: yeah, like Ronda's really good at this. I and I'm genuinely surprised. I'm really proud of her to see how far she's come too. She's she can do this. And, and this main event is going to be, wow, it's a one.
2: And again, she's possibly leaving to having a kid. She's not leaving all the way. She's done full time after this, basically. Uh, okay. To go have a kid. She's not leaving at all. She's
0: yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she wants. We've known she's wanted a kid for years. Yeah, then,
0: yeah, of course. I mean, I, you can't get any older. And uh, the other two matches are still going to be also equally insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar being the champion, dear God, and Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins, who I've said on the show, is my favorite wrestler on the roster right now and probably one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Man, I really hope that Seth Rollins wins this match because – that just means if he Ugh. if he doesn't win, then he has to throw the Beast Slayer shirts away for one. <laughs> a lot of wasted and merch, and two, I just Brock Lesnar's gone on a tangent for too long in this industry, and it just feels like all of his matches are just the same. We can all write if, them out. We can all write them out. If we're to believe
2: Ariel Hawani, he's coming back to the UFC in August to, to face Cormier.
0: Cormier is going to destroy him. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be bad. But then
2: again, we've heard this many, many times last year. We heard heard it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, um, Rollins needs to win. Otherwise, what was the point last three months? Yeah, Um,
0: exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like Rollins, this is a must-win situation for Seth Rollins. If there is any match at the point of his career that he needs to win, it is this one. He has the entire WWE universe on, like – in the palm of his hands right now everybody's begging this man to win (laughs) please just take the title from Brock Lesnar because we really just don't want to see it anymore because he only shows up at important pay-per-views like he likes to deem them you know Mm -hmm. I guess only every three months or so every it's it's rare to see him show up on Raw and he never has matches on Raw we only see him like he's he's really a prize fighter yeah yeah he's really a prize he's really a prize fighter and Kevin at least, like Kevin Owens calls himself a prize fighter but at least Kevin Owens shows up on shows every week. Brock Lesnar, it's rare to see him more than <laughs> more than 6 times a year. And
2: the final match which is the best story I believe WWE has told in a quite some time.
0: At least 15 years. Like with the best... Kofi Kingston
2: and Daniel Bryan.
0: And the culmination all... And this is another. This is another match. Is like if Kofi doesn't win, what was the point of this? <laughs> mm-hmm. What was the point of him beating five five men in one night, and then having his partners in Xavier Woods and Biggie beating five tag teams in one night, and everything he had to he had to go against the bar in a two-on-one handicap match where they beat the bloody pulp out of him. Like, uh, everything that built up to this match, Kofi deserves this. Kofi really deserves this title match. He deserves the win. Like, we have the utmost faith. I have the utmost faith in Kofi. And I like Daniel Bryan. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. But he's turned into everything that he said he didn't want to be. You see that? Like, he's he's, he's a hypocrite. He he really is. the best heel in this business. But, yeah, he's a great heel. Yeah. Who would have said that for once ago? Exactly. <laughs> Back when he took the title from AJ Styles, like that was that was one of the most shocking things I've seen from Daniel Bryan and wow. It was just I didn't know it would turn into this. <laughs> but hey, it's turned into a great storyline. I'll give him that. It's a brilliant
2: storyline. Yeah. And we're not just talking about the main event, they are like ten really fantastic matches on this card.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, AJ Orton should be fantastic. Triple H and Batista should be really good that too. That's be really good too. Uh, even Reigns and McIntyre should be oh, solid. That'll be, that'll be a slugfest. Yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, Miz and Shane falls quite anywhere. Uh,
0: that'll who be else great. Is here? Shane's going to jump off something high. The fatal himself. the fatal four way women's tag looks all right too. I like that. Yeah. Match. And the only matches I'm really disappointed in are Angle and Corbin that's for
2: obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, because I feel like it should have been John Cena to be his last match. He's going to be there. But I know John Cena's going to be there somewhere, but I don't I don't know. Anywhere. And Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese, which is going to be the kickoff show. 205 Live always puts on great matches at big shows like this. Like Cedric Alexander What was uh last year's title match? Cedric Alexander, Alexander. and Mustafa? Yeah. Yeah, that match was incredible. And I wasn't really expecting much out of them because I never, I didn't watch much of 205 Live. But when I watched that match, that made me get interested into 205 Live. Yeah. Like, those guys are fast, athletic, fast-paced. You never know what's going to happen with them. They're always jumping off of something. It's, it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. It's really good wrestling. Jonathan, thank you for
2: stopping by. It's Corporate Synergy here on X106 Sports Department. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, we will be back again next Friday. We will discuss the finals of the final four that is happening this weekend and anything else that is going on in the sports world for austin Holland my the am in nolan books we will see you next friday at noon right here on x106 <laughs>